Hey, Bettys. Welcome to the Better Podcast. It's your host, Dr. Stephanie. It is geeky magic time where I step away from the interviews and just talk to you. It's just going to be me and you today. And these episodes, I'm going to bring you personal insights, frequently asked questions, topic du jour in a more condensed, quick, and actionable way. I go hard on the geek, wrap it up with sprinkles and magic for you to do and be better. Hello, hello, Betty, and welcome to another episode of Geeky Magic. This week, we are looking at chapter 12 from my book, The Betty Body, A Geeky Goddess's Guide to Intuitive Eating, Balanced Hormones, and Transformative Sex. So there are 13 chapters in the book. This is chapter 12. And at this point in the book, we get to the all important exercise. Now, these geeky magics, as I've mentioned before, are sort of like a director's cut of the book. You cannot find this commentary anywhere else. And it's really just my way of doing part story time because I'm going to read you an excerpt from the book, as well as give you some thought and some thinking behind each chapter. Now, why do we have exercise in chapter 12, the second last chapter in the book? Well, exercise is so important, but for so many of us, there are so many other hindrances that prevent us from exercising poor sleep, hormonal mayhem, um, you know, morning routines that feel frazzled and the nutrition and the sleep and all the things that sort of keep us from that motivation. And my hope is that as you work your way through the book, at this point, you feel like, okay, at least I have one or two pieces of my lifestyle dialed in. Maybe that's improving my evening routine. Maybe that's having a little bit more orgasm so I can have a nice restful sleep. Maybe it is reducing my carbohydrate intake or at least my processed carbohydrates so that I'm feeling a little less bloated, maybe a little bit more motivated. And it's important, you know, when I was thinking about how to structure the book, you know, it's it, I could have easily written an entire book on exercise and the principles of each body part, the planes of motion in which we work in and which ones are overused, which ones are underused, taking a focus on longevity or muscle hypertrophy. I mean, these are really big topics, but my hope was in this sort of introductory chapter, if you will, to give you the insights as to A, why you need to be uh, lifting weights, um, but B, also to give you some programming. So if you are someone who has purchased the book, you can head on over to bettybodybook.com. And I've actually done programming for beginners, for intermediates, for people who are very familiar with the gym or are very familiar with resistance training. And these are, these programs are all designed for home use. And that was really important because as I was finishing up the book, uh, late last year, obviously many gyms were closed for an extended period of time. Many still are at the time of this recording. 
And so I wanted to create something for you to begin. You can use your body weight, but then as you progress, there are things like booty bands and weights that you can use to up level your results. So bettybodybook.com. And that's where you're going to get those treats because I love to treat my beautiful Bettys. Okay, so let's start with some story time. And I am going to read you an excerpt from the bulk book. And this subtitle is called Strong Like a Bull and Living Past 100. And really, my editors made me change this. I originally wrote it strong like bull, like strong like bull, you know, like for me to like channel my inner Russian strong woman. Um, but they 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 uh, nixed it. So it says strong like a bull, <laughs> which is proper English, of course, and living past 100. I have this vision of when I am 100 years old. I am still able to lift the equivalent of a suitcase into the overhead compartment of a plane because obviously I'm traveling back and forth between my villa in the Bordeaux region of France where, uh, and to wherever my sons live. I can pick up my great grandchildren. I can get on the floor and play with them. And I still have the strategic brain to beat my grandkids in a game of Italian cards. So for my Italians, I'm talking about briscola. Um, in order for me to do these things, I need to lift weights. Developing muscle right now and continuing to do so as we age is important because muscle mass directly correlates with our metabolism. Muscle is functional and active tissue, meaning that the maintenance of our active tissue will require the expenditure of more calories. In other words, more muscle naturally burns more calories in order to maintain itself. More muscle is also synonymous with better glucose control because our muscles act like a glucose sink. They sop up all the excess in and out of the bloodstream. So outside the liver, the muscles are the largest reservoir of glycogen, which is just the storage form of glucose in the body. And unlike the liver, once the glucose gets into the muscles, it cannot get out. The glucose becomes trapped inside the muscle for use exclusively by the muscle. Sort of like Vegas, right? What stays in Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? When glucose gets into the muscles, it stays in your muscles. And of course, remember that bones and muscles are twinsies, right? So when we have more muscle mass, our bones are denser and the opposite is also true. When we have less muscle, our bones degenerate and become weak and frail. And just like with our diet, there are important considerations for an exercise program to be effective for women. The first is that we generally don't move as much throughout the day as we probably ought to. This general movement is referred to as NEAT, N-E-A-T, or non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is the low level daily activity that our foremothers engaged in, right? While they were harvesting food from the land, tending to the kitties and cooking, right? This low level activity throughout the day meant that they were movement generalists. 
So if you contrast that, like that type of activity, that low level constant movement through the day, contrast that activity to the modern day woman who is more of a movement specialist, meaning that she likely is attending a class, you know, Peloton or whatever it is, some online class and goes to the gym for a specific workout. And then she's going to sit for the rest of the day in front of her computer. So engaging in general movement is going to contribute to your caloric expenditure and consists of non-specific movements, right? So for example, um, walking, gardening, bending over to pick up the groceries and putting them, you know, in the fridge or in the cupboards, um, uh, cleaning the house. I always say like cleaning the house, like your mother-in-law is coming over, right? Um, I clean the floors like I mean it before my, before I have company. And then I go on from there and I I start off in this chapter really talking about how we really overuse a a plane of movement called the sagittal plane. I have posted about this on Instagram multiple times. I did a big nerdy uh, deep dive in the book around the sagittal plane and the coronal plane and how we can begin to incorporate more of these coronal plane activities into our daily life. So This is, this whole chapter is really geared to introduce you to some of the benefits of exercise. You know, we always hear, uh, you know, slogans like, uh, I mean, I, I use slogans like, you know, you can't green smoothie your way out of bad sleep, right? Like sleep is the first domino, but you cannot underestimate the power of exercise as well, right? Like you can't over nutrition and under muscled body, you know, like being, you can do all the nutrition in the world, but at the end of the day, your body is designed to be limber. It's designed to be strong, have explosive movement, to be able to go for long uh, periods of time, utilizing different muscle fibers and to have a cardiovascular uh, capacity, which of course is, is propagated and encouraged by this neat, this non-exercise activity thermogenesis and also cardiovascular specific idea, like specific movements, like bike riding, going for a walk, going for a jog, that kind of thing. So lots and lots of stuff that we unpack here. So we talk about cardiovascular, like the different types of cardiovascular uh, activities that you can be doing for mitochondrial biogenesis, for increasing, uh, upregulating or downregulating certain types of muscle fibers. I also, of course, talk about how to train in accordance with your cycle. As a, as a woman in her reproductive years, there are times of the month that you should be staying away from certain activities and doubling down on others. Um, for example, you know, there's times in the month where I actually want you to be staying away from high intensity interval training. And there's times in the month where I want you to be doing recovery activities like, uh, you know, walking or, um, you know, stretching or yoga, where we're doing a lot of cross crawl type of activities, opposite arm, opposite leg. So running, um, jogging would be, uh, included in that, uh, walking, even cycling as well. So these are some activities that are going to draw, they're going to help with active recovery. And there's times where we want you to be lifting really, really heavy. So we detail all of that. And of course, considerations for menopausal women as well. 
So as I already mentioned, if you are someone who has picked up the book, please head over to bettybodybook.com and you're going to download over $500 in gifts. Treats, treats, uh, you know, as my way of thanking you for buying the book, this is going to be nutrition stuff, fitness stuff, uh, rehab stuff. So would, uh, I would absolutely love for you to check that out. And we are going to see you next week for the finale, the final chapter in the Betty Body book. Until then, we'll see you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you who want to continue on this week's Geeky Magic Carpet Ride with me, visit bettershow.co forward slash show notes. You'll find research, links, summary notes, musings that I prepared in preparation for the podcast. And I often throw in some of my best practices, bonuses, and links. All the juicy bits are in there for you. 